And so uh, I'm so excited to share the message today. Um, I'd like to share something that happened to me uh, or was something I witnessed. Uh, I used to work in a court setting. And um, so uh, the defendant who had already been found guilty and he was there for sentencing day and he was here, he was appearing before a judge that they called Maximum Bob for the obvious. And so the judge issued the sentence. I can't remember the exact time, but it was something like 120 years. And the kid, probably 18 years old, looks to judge, I won't say his name. He looks to him and he says, judge, I can't do 120 years. I can't do that much time. And he looks at the kid and he says, well, just do it. Just do what you can, son. Do you understand? Now, we were all listening. We thought that was pretty funny. But it wasn't funny. But it, it, that's all he can do, right? All he can do is what he can, right? You know? And, and that, let me change the scenario, all right? Let's say that he tells the judge after that sentence, judge, my friend over here has volunteered to do the time for me. What do you think Maximum Bob's going to tell him? He's going to say no. Absolutely not. You did the crime. You're going to do the time. And you see, that's what Jesus, Yeshua, did for you and me. Can you understand? We're the ones. We're the sinners. We're the ones. He was without sin. And he died a, 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 a painful, suffering death for you and me. Well, you know what? We can never repay him for that. But we can do what we can. You understand? We can do the best we can to be obedient servants to our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. All right, brothers and sisters. So, <clears throat> last week I told you that we would get into the great white throne judgment. And today is here. So we're in Revelations chapter 20. And I'll be reading from verse 11 through 15. Now I'll be covering some scriptures. We'll read two passages. I'll, I'll refer to some other scriptures. You can write those down or I will, I will put them in the description. So you will be able to find them. You'll be able to read them again, uh, read more. And uh, what? Share them with your brothers and sisters, you know? Uh, help out everyone with the word. So with that, then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things 
which were written in the books, plural, brothers and sisters. There's more than one book. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, brothers and sisters, if you're saved today, you believe Jesus, Yeshua, came from heaven, died on a cross for you, and you have asked God for forgiveness, and you have repented, changed from your sinful ways, and God has filled you with the Holy Spirit, you are written in the book of life. Now, can he blot your name out of the book of life? Yes. Revelations chapter 3, it tells us that for those who overcome, he will not block out of the book of life. What does that mean, overcome? It means overcome sin. You see, brothers and sisters, that's why Jesus Yeshua came to die for our sins. Okay? It's the only way that we can overcome sin is to receive the Holy Spirit. That's part of Jesus Yeshua inside of you. And that's power. That's power over everything in the world, including the devil. So brothers and sisters, if you're here today and you have the Holy Spirit in you, anytime the devil tempts you, you rebuke him in Jesus Yeshua's name and he will flee. He cannot stand the name Jesus Yeshua. You understand? It's power. All right, so now the next passage is in the book of James, chapter 2. We'll read 13 through 20. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, Depart in peace, be warm and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Now, brothers and sisters, if you remember, there's two books. There's the book of life, which if you're not in it, you're not saved. You're not going to heaven. You're going to go to hell. And there's the book of works. And this is telling you, James, through the Holy Spirit, is saying if you do not have works and you only have faith, it's nothing. You're going to hear it's death. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. You understand why they're trembling? Because they know they're going to be burning in hell for eternity. Day and night punishment forever and ever and ever. Or the worm doesn't die, which is the soul, brothers and sisters. You understand? 
But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is death? Verse 24. You see then that a man is justified by his works and not by faith only. Verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is death. Death also. You understand? Scripture is clear. Okay? We cannot work our way to heaven. All right? We are saved because of what Jesus Yeshua did for you and me. No other way can we get to heaven. No other way, other way to get to the Father but through Jesus Yeshua. It's the only way. And it's the, 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 what he did for us. It paid our price, our penalty. Remember the scenario, okay? It's the friend who came and died for us, our penalty. Wow. That's amazing grace, okay? So, but what? You think he did it for nothing? Think about this. You want to think about this, right? Would you send your son to die on the cross for all these sinners and not expect people to do anything? People are out there thinking, oh, well, he died for us, so I have a license to sin, and I can just sin and sin and sin. Um, no, brothers and sisters. You've got to give your life to him. Romans 12.1 is clear. It is our reasonable service for our bodies to be a living sacrifice for him. It's the least we can do. Let me share this with you. One day I'm going down the street and uh, it's, it's cold, it's winter, and there's a bum. Clearly, the guy is homeless. And a car drives up. Guy gets out, opens the trunk, gets a sleeping bag, gives it to the brother. Brother's very happy. He's got his little shopping cart, but obviously he doesn't have a sleeping bag. He's very happy. I tell the brother who gave it to him, I said, wow, that, that's really nice of you. He looks at me and he says, that's the least I can do. That is so true, brothers and sisters. That's the least we can do. Remember, Jesus leaves us two commandments, right? Love your Lord God with all your soul, with all your heart, with all your mind and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have to love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't, Scripture's clear, you will not make it to heaven, brothers and sisters. But you know what? If you have repented, God's clear. In Acts 2.38, it says, Repent, and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. He says, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, you are not His. And if you have the Holy Spirit, that's Jesus, Yeshua inside you. You're going to help that that poor soul. You're going to help someone who needs food. If you have extra clothes and they need clothes, you're going to help them. That's how you know if you have the Holy Spirit today. If you will help those people, if you have love for your neighbor, you have the Holy Spirit in you. If you believe, repented, and received, and you have that love. Because Jesus is love, brothers and sisters. Amen? So now, 
In Revelations, it talked about the works, okay? And we're going to be judged by those works, okay? Now, we just talked about obedience. I look at obedience as a requirement, brothers and sisters, because that's how you get the Holy Spirit. It's changing your, your sinful ways, making proper changes in your life. After you've uh, gone to the altar and been anointed, you don't have the Holy Spirit until you repent. And once you repent worthy by making changes in your life, getting rid of evil company, getting rid of HBO if it causes you to sin, get rid of everything that causes you to sin and give him 100% and he'll fill you with the Holy Spirit. All right? And then you have power. Power over sin. Power over the devil. Doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. All right? No one walked the earth perfect except for Jesus, Yeshua. The difference between a born-again Christian and one that's not is the born-again Christian sins rarely because he's practicing righteousness. He says you need to practice righteousness to be his. The one who sins perpetually over and over and over, has no conscience, doesn't care, okay? That's the person who does not have the Holy Spirit. All right? Now, there's another work that I want to talk about. Uh, we just talked about the, the sleeping bag, okay, and food, right? Matthew 25, I encourage you to read the whole chapter. It's a powerful message, okay? The believers go up to meet the Lord, and he separates them. He calls the ones on the left the goats, and the ones on the right the sheep. And he tells the ones on the right, when I ask you for food, when I ask you for clothing, you gave it to me. And they said, when did we do that? He says, well, when you did it to those little ones, it's as if you did it to me. Go to everlasting life in heaven. He turns to the ones on the left and he says, you didn't do that. And he cast them into everlasting punishment in hell. So brothers and sisters, it's a work. And what else? It's a requirement. But you're going to automatically do that. If you have the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> if you have love in your heart, you have Jesus, you're going to help your brothers and sisters. Right? Absolutely. All right, now we're going to shift to another way of works that God wants you to do. Right? Have you, you've heard of the Great Commission. Go out and baptize in the name of Jesus and make disciples of them. When you become a Christian, brothers and sisters, you're a disciple in Christ. Right? You love your neighbor as yourself. Right? If your neighbor is dying on the, cross, on the side of the road, he just got hit by a car. You don't know him. Barely seen him once. You're going to go over and help him, right? Yeah, because you love your neighbor. <clears throat> People are dying spiritually. They're on their way to eternal damnation. You've got to do what you can, brothers and sisters, to help them. Okay? So here, in the same chapter, Matthew, <clears throat> it talks about talents. Now, the talents are spiritual gifts that he gives to all of us when we receive the Holy Spirit and we become his children, his adopted children. We need to pray, find out what those gifts are. Some people have more than one gift. He says, to the one much is given, much is required. So you have to use all your gifts. 
But in that scenario, somebody has five gifts, he does really, really well and he gets blessed. Another one has two talents, he does well and he gets blessed. Remember, day of judgment, you're gonna be what? Judged by your works and you'll get blessed for those. You understand, all right? But what happens? One of the servants, one of the believers has only one gift and he buries it. He doesn't use it. And let's see what the Lord says to him. This is chapter 25 of Matthew, verse 25 and 26. He tells the Lord, I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent. In verse 26, Jesus tells him, but his Lord answers and says to him, you wicked and lazy servant. And in verse 30, and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Is there any question to you, brothers and sisters, that that's hell, burning, gnashing of teeth, outer darkness? That's a servant. That's a believer. Mm. And he only has one gift. All he has to do is use the one gift. In other words, he's not Billy Graham. He's not Great Glory. He's not in stadiums bringing thousands and not required to. You know, God is only going to judge you with what you have, what gift you have, and if you're using it or not. Right? Let me give you an example. I had some masonry work done this last week. And a guy and his brother traveled uh, at least 40 miles to my house. Tears up the concrete, starts to put it together with cement, and it starts to rain. And if you know anything about construction, you can't put the cement with rain and it doesn't mix, all right? Well, so, Ah, the brother tells me, you know, I'm going to have to leave, but we, we will go somewhere. And, um, and I say to him, well, you know what? We'll just, we'll pray the Lord that the rain stops and you can come finish the job. And he spontaneously says, God is a big God. And that, wow, it set me back. I mean, I don't know him. He doesn't know me. But it was powerful. I mean, I, I remembered it for days. I'm still remembering how he said it. And it wasn't the volume. He didn't say it louder than what I said. In fact, he probably said it even lower. But it was so powerful and so on time that I knew 100% this man has a lot of faith. Right? And it's a way he was ministering to me. What if I'm not a believer? Right? It opens the door. It plants a seed. Somebody else can water it and God will give the increase. You see, brothers and sisters. So that is what God is talking about. You got to share when you have an opportunity. Same week, another scenario. I'm in the dentist's chair. I don't know this guy. He doesn't know me. Never met him. My mouth is full of tools. You've been there. And he's talking and I can't talk. And he's talking and talking. And he starts telling me about something he and his wife are praying for. And the Lord answers the prayer in God's timing. That's how he says it. Wow. I'm like, wow. 
How did he know I was a Christian? He didn't. He didn't, brothers and sisters. For those of you who are afraid to share Jesus or Yeshua because you're at work, shame on you. Jesus says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you when I come in my glory. You don't want that, right? Come on. Share Jesus Yeshua with everybody that you come in contact with, that the Lord opens the door. That's what I mean by don't quench the spirit. Spirit will lead you to who to witness to. You're not going to witness to everybody. But when the opportunity arises, when those words say, well, we'll pray, boom, tell them how big God is. Be proud. Amen? Amen. So now in Daniel, <clears throat> Daniel's a prophetic book. And in the last chapter, it's talking about Judgment Day, what we just read. And I'll just read you a quick verse, chapter 12, 2 and 3. <clears throat> and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall wake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. Those are all that are written in the book of life. Overcome sin. And when Jesus, Yeshua comes to take them, they're ready. They're living for him. And they go to heaven. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. You understand? So if you... If you are instrumental in any way to bring somebody to salvation, like the man who said, God is a big guy, or the man who said, we prayed and God answered, okay? You're going to be blessed for those things. You're going to shine more than the one who doesn't, okay? And we're going to read, we're going to read next week and see in the future the seventh part the last part, a rewards that we're going to get, right? He promises us mansions. I know you've all heard of that, but guess what? Some are going to be bigger and better than others, right? So have your goals, have your sights on heavenly things, not riches on earth, that rust can be taken from you. And uh, just serve them the best you can, brothers and sisters, all right? So I'm so glad you joined me in communion and he wants you to. So brothers and sisters, remember to pray up every day, read up every day, and keep the love of Yeshua, Jesus, in your heart. We'll all be in the kingdom of heaven someday. Amen.